Welcome to Frontline Static, a podcast that helps bridge the gap between healthcare workers and first responders and everything in between. I am back and I have a lot of good interviews lined up for you and um, a lot of good people that I brought on the podcast and I am just so excited for these next couple weeks to share all of this with you. And, um, you know, really, I just wanted to talk about the point of me interviewing and even doing this podcast is that um, that one person out there who needs to hear a message from someone that I bring on or something that I have said, like that is just so important to me. And that is what really drives me to do these. And, um, I am really excited this week to have Rachel on. She is one of my clients. She just got into critical care transport and she's struggled a lot with, um, a lot of thoughts of lack of experience and how young she was and, um, just a lot of self-doubt and imposter syndrome that went on with it. And so I am so proud of the progress that she's made. And I am so happy to share this interview with you. She talks candidly about what coaching has really done for her and how she's really changed her thoughts about herself and how her confidence level is at a whole different place than it was when we first started. So I hope you enjoy this conversation that I have with Rachel this week. And I really hope that um, there's something that um, each of you can get out of it. And I hope that it helps you gain a little bit more confidence in wherever you are in your journey. So enjoy. Today, I have Rachel on, one of my clients, and I'm so excited to talk to you today. I'm really excited to always coach you when I do. I think you bring a lot to the call. You always keep my energy high up, even when I don't feel like I have high up energy. So thank you for being on today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you for having me. It so feels tell, like- oh, go ahead. What'd you say? No, I was going to say, it's, it's great to be on one of your podcasts. I've been listening to them. So <laughs> okay, Great. Well, perfect. Full circle then. Tell everyone just a little bit about yourself and a little bit about what you do. Sure. So I'm Rachel. I'm 26. Um, I started off as a new grad in a level one trauma center medical ICU. I did that for about six months or so. And then I transferred over to uh, a little community ER by me for another, I would say about five, six months as well. And now I'm a critical care transport nurse. All right. Great. Yeah. And tell everyone kind of when we first started, what you came for me for and kind of what you were wanting help with. Sure. So, uh, so the critical care transport world was something completely different, uh, for me from coming from bedside. Um, so I felt very, I very much felt imposter syndrome. I felt like I couldn't do it. Um, I felt like a lot of pressure was on me because I was still a newer nurse and the nurses in my company, of course, had so many years under their belt, being paramedics, being, um, you know, colonel nurses and everything. So they kind of looked at me very skeptically, like, oh, can she do this? So I felt it. I heard a lot of conversations and it really gets to you after a while thinking, can I really do this? So I saw a lot of your um, Instagram posts and your podcast. And I was like, I need this woman (laughs) right now because there's no other nurse. There's no other person who will understand 
more than Janessa would. So um, contacted you and and here I am in this journey and I feel the total opposite than when I did when I first started. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that because I honestly have this um, opinion that every single person goes through imposter syndrome and every single person like has this hill that they have to climb about if they're good enough or um, do they have the skills to move in whatever area that they're in. And so, you know, when you came to me, it's not anything unnormal for you to be feeling those things and thinking those thoughts. However, it was affecting like how you were showing up. Yeah, I spiraled like uh, every little thing I was spiraled for weeks, weeks. I was marinate over like the littlest mistakes or like the littlest things. I'm like, can I do this? Do I have the skills to do this? I'm like, did I, was leaving bedside a bad idea? I was like, should I go back for a couple more years and then come back out and do this? I'm like, do I have what it takes to do this job? Um, yeah, so <laughs> it was it was a crazy, crazy experience for sure. It still is, it still is a crazy experience. And um, you showed me a lot of tools on how to handle situations every job that I'm on so I don't spiral and I don't and you kind of teach me how to go through jobs scared but also still be confident in it as well yeah that was like the big theme of where you started and where you are now it's like you try to kind of push away being scared and thought like I can either be scared or I can be confident but like you realize like you can still do every job every mission and still be scared and still yeah. get through it and still be successful. So like, tell me for you, what kind of like clicked for you in that thought process to now getting where you are now? So a couple of things really clicked with me that we went through. Um, and one of them was definitely, I am the captain of my ship was a huge one for me, especially when I first started out doing, um, mentorship with you um it's just like yeah I'm like I am the primary care provider on this truck it's like I have a paramedic and an EMT under me and my patient I'm like I can't stand here and freeze and spiral around like I have a job to do and I'm going to do it um in whatever means that I can um so having that thought in the back of my head kind of really really helped it's like I have to be that leader I have to be that captain and get what I have to do done safely for everybody yeah and I loved that thought that you carried for yourself because being the captain doesn't mean that we always know what to do right <laughs> exactly <laughs> and it doesn't mean that sometimes we're not going to have people that are going to rise up against us either yeah that's true and I had a lot of a lot of against me when I first started this job. That's for sure. A lot of, I had to prove myself basically a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what I think you figured out was that you spent a lot of time trying to prove yourself to other people at the beginning. Right. And then you really moved into, no matter what I do, it doesn't matter. I got to prove myself to myself. Yes. Because you taught me how to have my own back. Yeah. That was also a big one. Yeah. I want to talk about something else that you said at the beginning of our conversation, which was being young and lack of experience. I think a lot of people, um, that's their theme too. So 
you know, we talked a lot about, about you only had one year of critical care experience with the emergency experience and you being young. So how did you move past that? Like, what was it for you that helped you go and think beyond that? Um, it's, it's, so it's kind of, it's kind of funny that I am the youngest in my company, which is really funny. Um, but it, it really gives me a sense of accomplishment as well. I'm just like, yeah, you can be young. You can be like, you know, a newer nurse and you can still do this. Like you have the skills, like for these patients, like these critical care patients. Yeah. I might not have seen a balloon pump or impellas or swans or whatever, but I've dealt with drips. I've dealt with, you know, neuro checks. I've dealt with assessments. I've dealt, dealt with all these things. I like, I do have the skills. I do have what it takes to do the job. Like these are just ICU patients. And I'm like, I have seen ICU patients. I've been an ICU nurse. Yeah. Um, so that's, that, that's kind of what it's like. I have to remember that like, I do have the skills to do this. It's just on wheels. <laughs> Yeah. It's going from one place to another. And of course, there's a lot of differences between like movement and, you know, static and not static environment. But, you know, you learn as you go. But you, you, even though I'm young, it doesn't mean I'm not capable of doing yeah. the job. Yeah, I, I haven't heard you bring that up lately in our session. So I feel like you've really moved past that. And I think that we all experience that no matter what age we are because for some people it's I'm too old oh you're never too old for this job that's for sure yeah and so like realizing that age really doesn't play a factor or experience doesn't play a factor either and sometimes I just explain it, it as like you know you have people who have been nurses for years but that doesn't make them a good leader or that doesn't exactly. make them a good preceptor or someone who's good at being in transport right and I and I've seen that with even within like my own company like I have a lot of medics from the other departments and EMTs from the other departments like argue over which shift they want to ride with me because I I bring positivity I, I bring good energy to the crew I, I don't make anyone feel bad or or like incapable um but they're like we don't get that with a lot of other nurses like they're not trained on using IV pumps or anything like that, like EMTs or medics uh, on my side. So, you know, when they come over, it's not our regular EMT or medics who can help with balloon, uh, with uh, pumps and everything. And the nurses have a different one and they don't know, like they get upset and like, like, well, why don't you know this? It's like, they're not expected to, like you are expected to. So why are you going to make somebody feel bad? or get upset with them and, and ruin the whole, the whole atmosphere, the whole job. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to have experience to be able to be a good leader. Exactly. No, that definitely, that def that's something that comes definitely from within a person, I guess you could say. Yeah. yeah. We don't actually have to be in the role or a leadership role to be able to lead people. Like we can just yeah. do it. Right. And there's a lot of like, you know, people who are in leadership roles who really shouldn't be in leadership roles and it really shows and you don't really as you said have to be in that position to be one you can be just a staff person and still yeah. be a great leader yeah what other changes like have you seen in yourself in in the short amount of time 
that we've been working together because for me, like a big thing that I've seen with you is that you would take like a conversation or a situation and you would spiral all week about it. Yeah, I would marinate over it for so long. And now um, I just see like you be able to move through situations and move through problems at a higher and a quicker level that it turns over for you that you can just like move on and free your brain to be thinking about other things or more important things that you need to really focus on. And a lot of the thought work I think with you was based on what other people were thinking of you. And now it's really working on what you think of you. So tell me a little bit about that for you. That's exactly it. When I stopped thinking about, oh my gosh, what are other people thinking about me? They're all against me. Um, you know, not trying to receive that positive reinforcement, that praise that like, oh, good job, good job, blah, blah, blah. And being okay with that really, really helped because, you know, I'm still learning to try to have my own back. And, you know, even when people do say, oh my gosh, that was a good job, whatever, like, you know, you're doing really well. I accept it, but I also don't dwell on the, on those either, because I know whether or not I get a good job, I get a pat on the back. I will still have my own back. I'm going to be the one to determine, you know, where I am basically. Um, and that has really, really, really helped just to like, just not focus on what other people are going to think about me, what they're going to say. Um, and just focusing on myself and doing the best job that I can do, whether or not I get that positive reinforcement or not. Um, that has really, really, really helped a lot. I think a big shift too that I've seen in you is the real, the focus was very like on your past and what happened, you know, yes. the situation, previous units, previous um, patients or whatever. And um, we're really focused on your future now. Yes, that is true. Cause I was about to say, that's another thing that really helped me as well was focusing on 10 year down the line, Rachel, that this Rachel is going to be a flight nurse. She's going to be you know, have a new set of confidence that comes with being a flight nurse, but that's a different level than ground transport as well. Um, and just, you know, the Rachel that has, you know, reached the epitome of her dreams. <laughs> what have you learned about that? Like what, what has been like a takeaway for you about now thinking about the Rachel in 10 years and being a flight nurse? So that has really, really, really helped a lot because it's like, I need to start building this Rachel now. Yeah. As like, what Rachel I want to be, who is she going to look like in 10 years? That can be me right now as yeah. ground for Rachel. Um, not spiraling, you know, even though I don't know something, I always will find a resource to help me and stabilize the patient enough that I feel comfortable transporting. Um, I mean, I have all the answers, but I can always find them. Um, and always just really using my resources. That's a big one too. But that just that envision of flight nurse 10 year down the line, Rachel, just really helps me be like, all right, get out of my head. You can do this. Let's do it. Let's figure it out today, how we're going to do it. Cause that's what I'm going to need 10 years from now too. <laughs> And that's what I offer. Like, I love that. And that's, you know, basically what I offer my clients too, is that when we think of the future self of us, we just think at a very different level because we can already be that person now, 
so that it's going to help us get where we want to go. Yeah. And it really, really helps that, yeah. that vision. is just like, yeah, it's like the nail in the coffin. <laughs> and then finding like how we already are that person. Like it's already inside of us. You just got to drag them out. <laughs> Sometimes unwillingly. Yes. And that's what my job is, is to drag them out from you. Yes. I'm like, oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, Can you talk about, you know, where, I guess, like what coaching has done for you that, because, you know, when we met, and I think that's for most people, and I can even speak for myself too, like before I even started getting coaching from someone, I didn't really know what is it, what was it about? So if you could like sum up how it's really, um, what it's meant for you and what it's done for you, like for people who don't know what coaching is, what would you say about that? Which is so funny because I never saw myself as a person to get coaching, to get therapy, to get mentorship or anything like that. Never was, never was that person. But I found myself in such a dark place within my life and career that like I need help like I need help or else I can't do this job so when you know we first started and then you know we kind of lay down like okay like you know what are the points we want to improve on you know what we you know all this stuff I was like all right let's go see about how we can improve this list it's a long list too and whoa like it's crazy we hit like every point it's nuts I I never imagined like, you know, mentorship and, and everything like that to be what it is. It's, it's wonderful. And I am so grateful every day that I took this step to get this help because, you know, not only in like my job, but also like in my, in my life, you can bring all of the points that we go through and bring it everywhere you go. Um, It has helped so so much just to to learn the tools that you it you know to improve yourself and to um to be able to grow within yourself as well yeah yeah and um can you speak on like maintaining too because I know we're going to continue to work together even though like you know you got you were in this dark place and now you're where you are now like I really think that it's valuable. And I have my own coach too, that I meet with on a weekly basis, like how important it might be for someone who maybe isn't in a dark place, but wants the maintenance of just like reevaluating things constantly for themselves. Yeah. Um, maintenance is huge. Excuse me. Um, even though like I came to, to this part, I came very far from when we first started. Um, the maintenance is very important. Well, I just lost my thought. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I did you a minute ago. <laughs> Even I just had like a job a couple of days ago that I felt like I was starting to spiral again and, and be yeah. in square one. And then, you know, you kind of dig back in the tools and in your, in your, in your mind is just like, okay, like, no, this is what we have to do. This is what I have to do. And the job got done very well, very safely. And it's always really nice. That's like, oh man, I have, I have something to talk about with Janessa coming in the next few days. Like we can go over the call. We can go over what we, what went, you know, right. What could be improved. We can go over the piece of machinery that I didn't know. And it's just like a really nice, like venting session (laughs) as well, I feel. Um, 
and like it's always you always learn something new yeah even when you think like, you've reached peak self you haven't it's always yeah. great to improve yourself and learn new things and I think it's amazing. we and and early on in my career like I really let things overwhelm me and like I pushed a lot of bad situations down and bad emotions down that I was like I'm just not gonna deal with it yeah and not dealing with it made it like this huge monster for me later and so like I think you know being able to talk about those things like in a safe place with someone who has been there and understands that in a neutral position and can help you like get clarity on how to move forward in a healthy way I mean is so invaluable extremely extremely invaluable I look forward to it I was like oh man because lately, like every job that I have, every shift I have, there has to be some outlier, something somewhere. And I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to tell Janessa about it so we can go over it. And, you know, so, so we can talk about it. I love it. I'm like, it is every week and it's great. <laughs> yeah. And we just talked about this before we got on this, that like the universe right now is trying to push you. Oh my gosh. Be better. It can lay off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to give you situations that are going to help you for the future right now. And it's so difficult, but like everyone's oh, yeah. just getting hit with it, which is great right now in hindsight, it's really hard, but it's great because these are experiences that, that, you know, you maybe wouldn't otherwise get if you were just being the white cloud right now. Right. Exactly. I would not have gotten a uh, a balloon pump of that of that caliber yeah that was a white cloud <laughs> I'm like man okay well last question for you Rachel like what's been one thing that you've really leaned on maybe that you've been told in your life or that you've been told in your career that's really been um pivotal for you in getting where you are today um actually like there's a quote actually I have also hanging in my room that's like she believed she could so she did yeah so to me that one's big um you believe you can do something and you can do it I've wanted to be a flight nurse I wanted to be a critical care transport nurse since even before nursing school I'm just like how in the world am I going to get to this place how am I going to get myself on a helicopter how it, it, it just seems so far out of reach, yeah. but I really took that belief that she believed she could, so she did, and really drilled it into my head because, you know, you want something so bad, you have to fight for it and yeah. everything that's not, what are, you know, this thing's not worth it, you know, it's going to be easy or something like that. What is that phrase? <laughs> I yeah. messed it up, botched it really badly, but you know, something, something is worth that much to like worth it, it's going to be hard. So yeah, it's definitely not an easy road, but it's, it's definitely worth it. If that's something that you really want to do. How are you feeling about getting to that goal now? Oh man, it feels so close. Like it's so mm -hmm. scary. Like it's so scary. Like doing the, the ground transport is literally like a couple of like a step away from from flight yeah. and it's the same patience too it's the same yeah. patience as you get on flight 
except it's on wheels. And it's like, I have the same patience as a flight nurse. Like, how did I get to this level? (laughs) How did I get here? And having all the autonomy, excuse me, and like having to decide, you know, in a split second, what to do, how to do, what to give, what doses and, and, you know, everything. It's like, it's, it's insane. Yeah. But it's so worth it. What's the current thought that you're having right now about getting there? Oh man. Like I'm so hungry for it. I'm just yeah. like, like a lot of times I still get like pushed back. Like, Oh my gosh, Rachel, like you're still really new at transport. You're still really new at this. Like you should wait a little bit, wait a little bit, get more comfortable, get more comfortable. But then the other half of me is just like, what the heck are you waiting for? Just go for it. See what you can get. See what's going to come back to you. Like you already have flight patients. Like you've had balloon pumps, you've had this, you've had, you know, intense neuro patients, cardiac patients. I was like, what are you waiting for? Yeah. And I said this on our last call and I really believe it that this like industry needs you. So I hope so. (laughs) And so like sometimes, and I know what's helpful for me is sometimes I think like, it's not about me. Like it's, it's about, you know, what other people need of me. And it's not about my doubt. It's about getting there and doing it for those people and those patients. And so you know, I know that we're continuing to work on that, but I'm going to hold the belief for you that you're going to get there. And, and I 100% think you will. Oh, me too. <laughs> now that you have, I have all like the, the tools to think so and believe it. Yeah. I, now I really do believe that I can get there. Yeah. If you back in, what was this April, May, when we started, if I could see myself as a flight nurse or critical care transport, I would say no. I was so tempted to go back to the bedside because I felt like I couldn't do it, that I needed more time. That I was like, I need more time at the bedside because that's everybody is expecting of me. I was literally about to just drop it and go back and maybe not come back to, to the critical care transport side. And what would you tell those people who are thinking that? Because I meet with a lot of people who are in that exact same position. Stick with it. Definitely. It definitely, if, if you feel like, you know, you're ready, if this is, you're in this job already as critical care transport, don't go back. Don't do it. Don't go back to the bedside. <laughs> you have, you have what it takes to do this job. Yeah. You just have to really believe it in yourself and, and find that, that 10 year view wherever you are down the line. And just believe that you are a captain of your ship and that you can do it. You, you have all the resources that you need. Yeah. You have everything that you need to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And the, honestly, like, even if I did decide to go back to the bedside, I honestly don't think that would have helped me much translating to a transport world, to be honest, because you don't have that autonomy. You don't have that at all. And like, you get very used to seeing like you know a kind of certain set of patients and you get into like a groove you kind of get callous sometimes I know I did I saw tons of liver like I'm a liver queen at back in my ICU and stuff but here out here you get everything peds neonates geriatrics everything I never had a balloon pump before I never had impellas before in my medical ICU heck my, my my hospital didn't even have swans on my floor and I've had 
swan and balloon pump a few days ago. Nothing could have prepared me for that being at the bedside. Yeah, we have to push ourselves to our limits to know like really what we're made of. Exactly. And you, I've learned that, you know, I can be pushed really hard Mm -hmm. and realize I can do more. Yep. I can do more. Yep. But you can, I can be beat down to like a pulp, but it's like, I can, I can stand up every time. Yeah. Yeah. I think don't go go back to bedside. (laughs) I think there's so many great things like that you offered on, on this podcast today. So I really appreciate you being on and, you know, really talking candidly about your experience. And I am just like, so proud of where you've come. Thank you. Like, I don't usually get emotional, but I'm so, I'm getting so emotional. Like I am so proud of you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I couldn't have done it without you. (laughs) And like, one thing that I want to say to you too, is that, you know, you especially, and I think all my clients think that I have this big part in it and I really don't. You do so much of the work. You are on the field. You are the one scoring the goals. You are the one in it. And I'm just the one telling you the plays and coaching along the sidelines. So I think you put in so much work and it's been scary and it's been hard, but I'm just so proud of you. Oh, that means a lot. No, I'm getting emotional. (laughs) So thank you for being on because I really think that the words that you said today are going to mean something to at least one person who really needs to hear it today. Oh, I hope so. Because this, this job is so worth it. It yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. And we'll chat soon. Thanks, Rachel. Yeah. Of course. Thank you so much for having me on here. Okay. <laughs> bye. Bye. If you can relate to any thoughts or any feelings that were kind of brought up today in this interview, and you're wanting a little extra help and confidence to getting to where you want to be in your journey and hitting your goals, go ahead and look me up on Instagram at Janessa Dean Coaching and book a consult with me. We can talk about exactly what it would look like to work together and what goals we can make to get you there. So I will talk with you all next week. Bye.